This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Swamp 24-7 Podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp here with Blake Alderman. We are shooting a breaking news edition of the podcast because, Blake, we have quarterback news. And in Gainesville, that is always a big deal. Why don't you fill, fill us in with the latest on what is going on with Florida? Yeah, Thomas, Florida actually landed their 17th commitment for the 2021 class. Uh, it came on uh, Tuesday when a uh, three-star quarterback, Jalen Kitna out of Texas, uh, he gave his commitment to the staff and uh, you know, Thomas, this is actually Florida's second QB commit of the 21 cycle. Uh, he goes with four-star quarterback Carlos Del Rio, who is more of your, you know, really athletic, you know, running type of quarterback that, you know, is a willing thrower, but but it can obviously, or a real willing runner, but can obviously throw. That kind of fits more of, you know, what I think people expect from Dan Mullen. But Jalen Kitna um, is actually a guy who's grown over the course from last season to this season. He's somewhere around like 6'4", 190, 200 pounds, coming from, you know, 6'2", 177, some on, somewhere around ballpark there last season. So he's actually had some pretty big growths there um, in the offseason. He's hit a good spurt. Um, you know, maybe he didn't have the greatest uh, numbers from last season. He's, he's kind of bounced around at some high schools. Um, a 52% completion rate of, of let's see, 1501 yards, seven touchdowns to six interceptions. So um, he's at a new high school now in Burleson, Texas. He's leaving, um, I forget where he was at last year, but it was over in Frisco because his dad was actually, uh, who has played in the NFL, was actually the, uh, I believe, quarterback's coach for the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, he's going to be coached by his dad, John Kitna, um, this coming season. Um, and, and I, you know, he's a 4-8 runner kid. So, I mean, there's a lot to like. You know, I, I think this is, you know, it's obviously a guy who's meant to be a second QB for Florida. Um, but I, I think when you kind of look at some of the stats and you kind of look at, you know, maybe his arm, his build, and, you know, kind of obviously having a dad with NFL ties, um, Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson, Florida's quarterbacks coach, really liked him a lot as a player. Um, they offered him earlier this year, even after they had a commitment from Del Rio, and, you know, it kind of slowly matriculated from there. He took a virtual visit two weeks ago to Florida, so he's got somewhat of a feel. Um, you know, I think whenever you have Jalen Jones, who left the program for Florida, 
Um, you've got a, a little bit of a hole in your depth chart. And Florida obviously wanted to take two quarterbacks last cycle with Anthony Richardson um, and Carson Beck. That didn't work out in their favor. Carson Beck went to Georgia, and Florida obviously um, had a decommitment from Anthony Richardson and did land him back later. So, um, you know, I think that if Florida was going to take a second quarterback this cycle, it was only going to be Kitna because it's a guy that Mullen and Johnson really liked. And uh, obviously that came to head today, and, you know, he's in the class now. Well, here's one thing I really like. Anytime you say son of an NFL quarterback, to me, uh, that means you've grown up around the game, most likely, you know, and obviously with his dad having gotten into high school coaching, following his NFL career, you know, spent about uh, six years in the Texas area coaching as a head coach in high school and then uh, actually spent 2019 as the quarterback's coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, This is a guy that's been around the game for his whole life. And the other thing I really like about this move is, Blake, I'm not a fan of taking two super highly rated quarterbacks in the same class. I know that it's happened here and there uh, over the years, not just at Florida, but at other places. But, like, when's the last time that Florida's had a truly successful class where they had two really big-time quarterbacks? I mean— It hasn't been since I'm alive. I I think of, you know, Callaway— or not Callaway. Um, I think uh, Treon Harris, Will Greer type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Jeff Driscoll, Jacoby Brissett, which really didn't work out well. And Florida ended up not having either of those guys when it all, you know, kind of uh, came to a head there at the end. So I- I've never seen it happen, and I-, I agree with you totally. Not only does it scare, it doesn't scare off your guy in Carlos Del Rio, who has been a you know a, a solid commitment. He's been recruiting for Florida, um, and he's a guy that they like. You know, they like his upside there. And it's also not a guy that I don't think is going to come in, and it's it's not going to have Emory Jones looking over his shoulder. It's not going to have Anthony Richardson looking over his shoulder that's not to say that Jalen Kitna couldn't come in and you know really soak up and again he's a guy that's kind of been a bit a little bit of a late bloomer as far as like his right. growth and whatnot so I mean you, you kind of never know how the future will pan out I mean Kyle Trask obviously was a two-star quarterback coming out of high school um, and I don't think that I expected what he did last season for Florida um, to, to kind of be a you know anything that I would have you know envisioned you know when he did commit to Florida back in the day so you know I, I guess it's it's good in all aspects because it does mit- it fits your need it's someone that obviously the coaches like but it, you know it, it's not going to scare off your QB commit nor I think it's going to sit there and it's going to put any ruffle any feathers of guys that are actually on your roster that actually are waiting their turn for the next you know be, to be that guy. Well, there's two things I'm kind of hearing from you here. One, it sounds like he's got a lot of growth potential because uh, from the size, just the size jump alone. Uh, he's got the frame to kind of fill out and, and grow into that college body. Uh, but it also sounds like he's got some room to, to, to develop as a player. And I think, uh, you know, when you have a guy that's coming in, like you said, as kind of the clear number two, uh, I would be shocked if Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson hadn't talked to him about how he kind of fits into that QB room and and really had the conversation with him. Hey, you know, we're going to we're going to be able to develop you. You may not get on the field right away, but, you know, by the time you have a year, two years, three years in the program, you're a guy that's going to be able to compete for a starting job. Um, and I think when you have that, it helps keep that QB room as a whole on the same page. Uh, the other thing I like, you know, going back to his father being John Kitna, is this is a guy that's been around the game. I think he's also a guy that, you know, when you have another freshman coming in like Carlos Del Rio, those two can go through the entire process of learning the playbook, learning all the techniques together. And I think when you have a guy that most likely has a pretty high football IQ, um, a lot of times, particularly when there's maybe not like an imminent threat of that guy competing for your job that can really help guys along. So I I really like that, you know, that aspect of this edition as well for Florida. Thomas, I'm going to read a quote that I actually I actually spoke with. I've spoken with Jayla and Jalen a couple times. It's, it's back from April when I was talking to him, and I was kind of talking about 
you know, just obviously Dan Mullen is, is, he's a QB guy. You know, he's a guy that's produced quite a few QBs. I mean, you know, I asked him about that. And one of the things, whenever you're kind of talking about developing, you know, that's one thing that the quote reads. He says, one thing I have learned about the Florida staff is they develop QBs really well. And they take, and I take that developmental stage very seriously. That is something that interests me because it's a place that I, that will take time to get you right and make sure all the QBs are the best they can be. I've seen places and been to places where, after a few weeks, they see the most flashy and most athletic QB, and they just go with him. That isn't what I'm searching for, and I like to know the game and prepare, and that's my thing. They seem to do that well. And I think that kind of mentality is going to fit well into what Dan Mullen does because he's very meticulous. He's very big into film. You know, Dan Mullen is really good at calling those types of things, and he's really good at developing, and I think that that's something that Kitna is expecting when he comes in. And I don't think he's a guy that's expected to be promised any kind of role or anything. I think the fact that he thinks he can be developed is a thing, and I, and I think that that's really kind of the best attitude to have there um because you know developing it's something that dan mullen has done and i think that that's kind of the key thing for him there well and i think that's somewhat what dan mullen looks for in his quarterback prospects i mean i know that the fans you know as soon as they flipped emory jones from ohio state were like he's the future he's that running quarterback that mullen has you know obviously felipe franks could run a little bit but that wasn't his kind of you know calling card as a player emory jones when they landed him was the absolute perfect fit for a dan mullen offense and you look at it and a lot of fans are like, oh, man, we need to play him. We need to give him the start. Like, you know, whatever. We need to play him more because, you know, maybe he transfers. I- I've never gotten that vibe from Emory Jones because I think Emory Jones is is the same way as Kitna here. He wants to be developed. He's looked and, and really, you know, kind of broken down Dan Mullen's history with quarterbacks, looking at the fact that Alex Smith didn't get on the field right away, looking at the fact that Dak Prescott didn't get on the field right away. Tim Tebow didn't. Tim Tebow got on the field right away, but he didn't start right away. So there's there's very much yeah, he a was pattern. like the Robin to Batman that first exactly. year. Exactly, and and there's very much a pattern of Dan Mullen, uh, and he's been very vocal about why he does that. He wants to build up confidence in quarterbacks slowly because once you lose confidence, it's very very hard to gain it back. See Felipe Frank starting as a redshirt freshman. I mean, it took Dan Mullen a long time to unwind some of that, those confidence issues he had before he finally got a pretty productive year out of Frank's. Uh, so I, I think it's great to hear that Kitna has kind of bought into that role. I mean, that quote alone, I mean, you don't hear many high school kids, you know, one, speaking that eloquently, but two, uh, having that kind of perspective to to realize it's not necessarily about getting on the field right away. It's about making sure that when you do get on the field, you're ready. And I think, you know, that's part of what Dan Mullen has done in balancing this this quarterback uh, quarterback room on the roster is they've created now some class separation. You've got you know, Emory Jones, then you're going to have a year at least, maybe two, depending on whether or not Anthony Richardson red shirts. And then you'll have Carlos Del Rio coming in. Uh, you know, you can potentially play him now and, and, and give um, and give Kitna a red shirt. But you're starting to create that class separation where you're not having a bunch of quarterbacks have to come in because you have a big gap on the roster. And then all of a sudden you have a situation where you have a John Brantley and a Cam Newton or a Jeff Driscoll and a Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I think it's really smart to avoid that. And I think this is exactly the right kind of prospect you want. You want a prospect that, like you said, it may be a little bit of a late bloomer, but clearly has the athletic upside. And when you watch his film, has some really quality uh, aspects to his game, but also is a guy that's bought into taking his time with it, not necessarily transferring at the first sign of things going wrong. Um, and then, like you said, I think it, it really is not going to this is not an addition that's going to have Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson or Carlos Del Rio looking over their shoulder, uh, but maybe can help the QB room overall. And to me, that's exactly what you want. You know, I know Dan Mullins philosophy on quarterbacks has always been try to take one a class well when you you know you lose one from a class like a a Jalen Jones then you have a hole and sometimes you have to take two for me Blake I've always preferred taking 
exactly this type of approach where you get a, a high quality prospect like Carlos Del Rio. He's the guy that's going to expect to get on the field sooner than later. But then you don't have another guy like that in the class against him where you pretty much ensure that one of them transfers. Instead, you get a guy with high potential upside that's willing to work and will be a beneficial uh, addition to your quarterback room in terms of football IQ, being able to help other guys through the playbook, stuff like that. So, Blake, I, I couldn't be more happy with this this pickup for Florida. I think I think that's exactly what the Gators needed in this class. Yeah, you know, and it's obviously a commitment. You know, Florida's it kind of started out the quarantine, you know, COVID-19, you know, kind of slow. You started to get some of these virtual visits. They seem to be going well. Florida got a commitment this past Sunday um, from four-star athlete Charles Montgomery out of Armwood High School. Um, they got an offensive tackle commitment uh, earlier in the spring um, from Adrian Strickland, and now you've got a quarterback in Jalen Kittness. So Florida seems to be kind of picking up some pace here and, you know, adding some guys. Um, but obviously they've got plenty of, you know, top-tier guys left on the board. And I think at this point, Florida going forward, I think you're going to see them kind of wait out. Um, I think some numbers would have to kind of work out. Just, you know, Florida's kind of crunching right now, and they've got plenty of those top tier guys, you know, five stars, you know, top 100 players on the board. So I think going forward, you're going to start to see Florida be a little bit more picky. Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, you mentioned it at the top of the podcast. They're at 17 commitments now. Um, I had actually done a scholarship numbers breakdown on swamp247.com yesterday. So, guys, if you want to check that out, you certainly can. We've got it broken down by class, by position. So you can kind of see visually what we're talking about in terms of, you know, balancing these classes uh, by position. Uh, but, yeah, at 17 commitments already, Blake, um, you know, I've projected a class somewhere in the range of 22 to 25. Just looking at, the you know, the current roster and, you know, maybe some NFL early early departures from the junior class. Um, so yeah, Florida's going to have to be really selective down the stretch. Like you said, they're in it for a couple five stars. You know, I know the Palmetto guys are very much in the picture. Uh, but honestly, you know, even though, you know, we may not see a bunch of commitments from here on out, uh, just because of the numbers, uh, I think recruiting is going to get really, really interesting to follow Blake, because like you said, I mean, Florida's in for some absolutely marquee guys down the stretch. And that's not to say too, just a lot of the guys in general, um, that are committing. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the number of guys who have committed so far this year with just the dead period, it's it's an absurd amount compared to the last two years. So mm-hmm. I think in general, just the de- decommitment season is going to be crazy going forward. Obviously, Jalen Kitna, um, at least off the top of my head from the class, is the one guy that's committed without visiting yet yeah, so far. Yeah, Charles Montgomery and Adrian Strickland have visited. So Kitna is the one guy in Florida's class that hasn't actually taken an in-person visit. He's done the virtual kind of way there. So, um, you know, I, I don't see Florida really getting hit by this, at least COVID-19 decommitment season. I, you know, you never know how things work out down the line. Um, guys take visits. I mean, it's just part of the deal. Um, right now, nobody on the commitment list really jumps out that, you know, they're they're on their way out or anything like that. But I think that in general, this this fall, I think, is going to be interesting just because of the sheer amount of decommitments in, a co- in the college football world as a whole. So I, I think it's going to be pretty crazy this year. I, I'm a little excited excited to see you know the decommitment season just because it's really been built up so far with just all the commitments this offseason so I think the fall is going to be pretty free for all and it'll be wild too because we have no idea how the fall is going to look I mean you know uh, we could have 20 20 percent capacity in stadiums and you know that's going to affect things uh you know it'll really put an emphasis on the teams that are doing well I think you know if you if you don't have that you know electric atmosphere in the swamp where you know I I always go back to that LaMichael P run run against Auburn uh, I, I don't know if you saw the clip where it was just straight audio from that. I mean, that's just absurd. And you can't you obviously can't replicate that if you only got 20 percent in the stands. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see all, how all these different dynamics and these factors play out uh, with recruiting down the stretch. But, Blake, I think in wrapping up, uh, both you and I feel like this is a pretty, pretty good commitment for Florida. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think whenever you just have the gaps and you look at, 
you know, the depth chart and obviously Jalen Jones leaving was a hit there. And you, you just, you want to kind of stay consistent with your room and your numbers. And I think that if it's a guy that you really like, you know, I, I think you have to trust Dan Mullen, man. I think he's the QB guy, um, you know, to steal one from Barstool. He's a football guy, man. And I think that whenever you know someone in, in your, in your position room that well, I, I think you have to trust Mullen on that one. And obviously Brian Johnson has proven pretty adept at developing quarterbacks Definitely. as well. So I think there's a lot of reasons to be happy about this pickup for Florida. I think it kind of cements the future of the position where, uh, you know, even if something does go wrong, you have a career-ending injury, you have an unforeseen transfer, now you've got a guy that, you know, can develop for a couple years who, at the very minimum, uh, you probably feel comfortable with. So, Blake, that'll wrap it up for this emergency edition of the podcast. We'll be back next week with a full episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.